Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast. Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. Everyone, you are listening to the Wrestling Purist Podcast, and welcome to this episode of the Retro Review, the series where we take a show from the past, bring it to the present, and cover it through the lens of a wrestling purist. My name is Ryan, and with me as always, my tag team partner, Jeff. Hello, hello. Uh, that's a cocky hello, hello, because begrudgingly... Um, our new predictions champion, Jeff. Oh, <sighs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, I can. Yeah. Hopefully, I can hold on to this damn thing for fucking once in my life. Um, I told myself I'm just gonna pick everybody you pick, and you can get screwed. <laughs> oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You know, that would the be fix it. the fix is in, you know, this is the um, this is the WCW William Regal uh, television title gimmick. Now you just take everything to time limit draw, you son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good, Man, that's as a long good as it's up too. to referee discretion, referee's discretion. Yeah, we don't want any ref bumps around here. Yeah, everything's clean. Um, But lo and behold. Here we are. This is the 79th edition of said retro review. And I'm Jeff. I don't know. I You just seem like you watched Dynamite last last night. You're really up with everything that AEW is doing right now, right? Of course. Of so course. You, so you know that it is uh, Darby Allen and Sting versus... A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland in a double casket match. <laughs> a double casket match, not two for one. Um, uh, the old two for one special. Yeah, I wonder who's going to win that one. Um, God, just also, bring a lamb to the slaughter. Um, 
MJF and Adam Cole are pulling double duty on this night. So um, are they still? So what's going on with that? Are they still doing the like we like each other, but we don't yes. bit? But like at any second we can, mm-hmm. like, it fucking sucks for MJF. We don't have anything to do with you, so we're gonna put you in this like friend zone with Adam Cole. Okay, got it. What a, what a great st- Booker of the Year. What a great storyline. <laughs> uh yeah. On Dynamite this past week, they ran that angle where uh, Roddy came out. And he was a whiny little bitch. And then um, the kingdom actually came out to console him, which I kind of liked that touch because um, they <sighs> ran a vignette last week and it was the kingdom talking shit about Adam Cole. And they and they were like, oh, yeah, you were always in it for yourself. You were never a member of the kingdom. And it was such a well done vignette from both Mikey Bennett and and the real world champion, Matt Taven. Uh, but it was just so well done. And then they turn around and so they do this and Roddy's a whiny little bitch and they're still best friends. And, but they are pulling double, double duty, by the way. Um, good for them, I guess. Well, they have a match on the zero hour. I'm not kidding. Of course they do. It, it's a match is an it's announced as a match on zero hour and it is for the ring of honor tag team titles ring of honor so good mm, is it no storylines required folks uh but yes um announced um last night for the buy-in or well they used to call it the buy-in. Now they just took everything from Ring of Honor but because it was a good idea to begin with. But the Zero Hour will now have um, MJF and Adam Cole challenging Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Look at there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Also, I made this point last night in our group chat with Eddie and Travis, Wrestling Recommendations. And... So it makes no sense. Okay. First first of all, I I have no issues with Sheeta going over Tony Storm. I really don't because I think it's really cool that we can circle back to Sheeta getting a title run in front of fans. Uh she held the women's title during the pandemic, so uh good for her on that one. However, yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean, what? Right. No, you're good. Go ahead. I mean, you're right, but I mean, why? I don't know. Because I guess because Hater's going to come back at some point here soon, right? You know what I'm nope. saying? Nope. She's out for a while. Uh, she may be out for the rest for the rest of the year. Oh wow! Rotator yeah. cuff. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, it was the the last thing I read is that it was. Worse than expected, and that now I read two reports. One said through the end of the year, and then the other one um was a February return. Oh my lord. So whatever's going on there, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but get yourself right though. I mean, you know what that saying? also come back. Mm-hmm. That also might be why they pulled the trigger on Cheetah because um, the original plan was not to put the title on Tony Storm in the first place, more than likely, you know, or or I guess back on her 
Um, so in that regard, still, I don't mind Sheeta getting a title run. I really don't. This is where it grinds my balls, okay? So we get Tony Khan's favorite match type, a tournament. Um, so it's going to be a fatal four-way at All-In for the women's title. Um, Tony Storm uh, gets her rematch clause. Well, she uses her rematch clause, so she's in the fatal four-way. She doesn't have to win a match to get in there. You would think she'd have just won this title that she doesn't have to win a match to be in the match. Correct? You you would think so. Um, she had a match against Anna J for the women's championship, and the winner of that match goes to all in. That was on dynamite. Oh, imagine that. Um to nobody's surprise, Sheeta won. Um, another match, I guess, is coming up. It's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, taking on the bunny, uh, because she's been injured. So, this is her return match. Sorry, it's this one. And then the last match, uh, is Soraya and Sky Blue. Um, I believe this is a rampage spoiler, but Soraya wins. So, right now. In this fatal four-way match is Tony Storm, who used her rematch clause, Hikaru Shida, who is the champion, who had to win a match to get in <laughs> to this championship match, Soraya, who should have never returned because she can't wrestle, and then probably Britt Baker. Hot garbage. Oh, yay. Sorry. And look, there was a sign and it and it went viral there for a hot minute where they panned on a sign in the crowd and it was like give women's wrestling, you know, or like book women's wrestling better or something like that. Um I know I know you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all that stuff that happened with like Lou Fisto and all that. Uh fuck them. Anyway, so that but, on but, the back burner. Sorry, but, go ahead. But no, but she's I just hate this idea with them that like anytime something negative comes out in any light, oh, that person's automatically like, well, that's fake. It's fake news. It, that's not real. Like everything's perfect here. Okay. So you guys don't have any problems at all. Nope. Everything's perfect. Well, what about this order? Like, oh, nope, everything's perfect. And then I saw like the almighty Sean Rossep, uh, uh, tweeted out or put some stuff out and was like, yeah, you know, some people were having problems with Thunder Rosa and like you said, now the blah, blah, blah. Oh, so when he says something, it's true. You know what I'm saying? But anytime anybody else says something about AW, it's fake news. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. So, yeah, so we had Tony, Tony Storm used a rematch. Sheeta, the champion, who had to win a match to be the champion in the championship match. And then Soraya. And now probably either, well, it's Britt Baker or the Bunny, but it's going to be Britt Baker. This is nonsensical booking. The booking decision, because let's not forget, All In is a week before All Out. Yeah. We won't get on how fucking dumb that is. So all in, all out, all oh, turn yourself about? Look, and that's what it's all about. This pay-per-view is going to be 
And you're looking at you at a hundred in two weeks. Yes. Or you know, you know what? So, and I think I said this before, and it might have been on another retro review, may not have been, but wouldn't it have been smart to be like, you know what? Let me make a deal with some of these, um, you know, distributors or you know whoever's running these shows, and made it like, oh, if you buy both, it's like a discounted price. Yeah. You know? Well, the, yeah, but they're not going to do that because the marks are going to pay for it. Uh, well, not this mark. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that shit right now. I I don't think I'm watching either one of these. I've hit my limit on AEW. Like, no, you're going to watch it because we watch everything. I, I don't think I am. <laughs> Jeff, shut, Jeff, shut the I, fuck up. I'm, you're watching it. I'm, I'm being serious. Is, is CM Punk going to be on any of these? Um, he's not on here now, but it would be hard. I I would be shocked if he wasn't on these. Because if he's not on any of these, then I'm de- I'm not watching. Oh my god! Blind leading the blind. Well, Shit. tell me when I'm wrong. <laughs> you're wrong now. We watch all types of bad wrestling, Jeff. Yeah, but you're talking to the tune of a hundred dollars, though. And not that we can't afford them, but I'm just saying it's the it's the principle. Yeah, it's like the I've principle pay, to a, uh, fifty to a hundred dollars to watch Tony Khan's uh, circle jerk. You know, you know what I mean, like <laughs> Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, like no, thank you, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh yeah. So, um. Say go sell some candy bars. You can't go door door to door anymore. Um, found that out, but I definitely can't. Yeah, no, 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 you can't. Okay, uh, but not even I I can. Um, kids can't go door door to door anymore to do like fundraisers and shit. It's really dumb, but um, but as adults, if you feel the need to go sell some candy bars, save yourself a hundred bucks. Uh, two pay-per-views out of your pocket. Go right ahead. Um, we'll still do predictions <laughs> for it because I got to win my title back. Also, last bit of news before we kick this episode off. Um, congratulations to Rhea Ripley and Buddy Matthews. They are now engaged. Um, Jeff, thoughts? Um. Yeah, I'm not going to congratulate him. Buddy Murphy, go to hell. <laughs> uh, he speaks for I both of it. us. Yeah, he speaks for both of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, mommy's Mommy's got a poppy now. And his name is Dominic Mysterio. So let's get that right. Okay. Um, oh, shit. I almost, I almost forgot. I... Um, I put it on our Twitter page, WPPod1, uh, but ran into friend of the show, Mike Miner. Mike Miner. Um, he's the absolute best. Listens to the show. Uh, we, we need to get him on here um, for one of these damn things. He's been dying to get on here. I told him we'd get him on here for something. You know? Well, not for something, obviously, for a show. So maybe maybe what we'll do is we'll call an audible. Maybe we'll let Mr. Miner... Uh, Pick any show he wants, and then we'll review that and have him on. But we'll see. So if it's an AEW show that he picks, you're you're gonna watch it. Oh, I can guarantee you it won't be an AEW show. 
because he's a sensical person. Okay. If, if I know, if I know Mr. Minor, um, like I do, yeah, won't be uh, avid well. wrestling watcher, um, old school wrestling watcher, um, uh, part of the Bret Hart fan club, Mr. Mike Minor. There's fucking more, more of you. Ugh. Yeah, we're out uh, here. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you could say that. I mean, you're, I mean, you're about eighty thousand strong. Which is just like SummerSlam '92, uh, coming from Wembley Stadium. Um, disputed attendance is over eighty thousand. I've heard anywhere from eighty thousand to ninety-two thousand. I I don't fucking know. It's a lot of people. Okay, and guess what? The whole show it feels like it. Is this is for crowd from a crowd perspective? We've watched in the last few episodes here for the retro review. Um, we watched Canadian Stampede, crazy crowd. Uh, we watched Black. We watched uh, Takeover Blackpool from NXT UK, crazy crowd. Um, and now we're here to this, and this is yet again another crazy crowd here in 1992. Um. Which is which is crazy. Um I'm gonna go to our wrestling historian. Um the the landscape here of professional wrestling in August of ninety two. Um what are what are what are we looking at? Uh you have Hogan gone. Mm-hmm. Um which is weird, and they're passing the belt bet- between Warrior and Macho Man, and they're, I want to say they're coming off the backs, too, of uh, didn't Sergeant Slaughter have it? Yes, somewhere around here, because this is the when he was the Iraqi sympathizer. and that That's a whole uh, ordeal, too. They called an audible on that. Um, he was supposed to... I, I th- he was supposed to go against Macho Man, but um, Ultimate Warrior broke his broke Macho Man's wrist or something like that. So he was in the show for a couple months or six, seven months. So then they had to slide Warrior in there. Um, and then they had a pay-per-view. You, people, you, you, Kai, you may remember, you may not. People, it's on YouTube. Macho Man comes back and hits Ultimate Warrior in the head with a scepter, with his scepter, his Macho King scepter. Macho well, King. Um, yes. Well, it, you know, it's called a receipt. So back in these <laughs> days, you know, you give a man a receipt. Well, apparently he hit Ultimate Warrior so bad in the head that he knocked him unconscious or threw him for a loop and Target Slaughter rolls him into the ring, pins him one, two, three, and he wasn't supposed to win. He's like, Oh shit. Uh well, I guess I'm the WWF heavyweight heavyweight champion. So sometimes <laughs> business can go uh business can go um, you know, sideways depending on what's going on. But yes, yeah, entering time it's interesting time. It's post uh Hogan, which in the WWF is uh wild and crazy, put it that way. Yeah, and to put some context here, so um we've covered Royal Rumble 92 and we've covered WrestleMania 8, which was in 92. So it's the pay-per-views before this. So if we're looking that far back, um Bret Hart won the IC title at 
WrestleMania in that five-star classic, fuck you, Dave Meltzer, um, against Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, what a fucking travesty. But you, but you know what? They got 4.75. It's it, it's pretty much a five. Yeah, it's just as good as a five, even though it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And from that point to now, um, Brett's held the IC title. Now, fun fact, um, the main event that we're all focusing on here for this event is... Bret Hart defending against Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, uh, the Intercontinental Championship. British Bulldog was not supposed to be his original opponent. I didn't know that. So it's crazy I really didn't. because um because it was so SummerSlam 92 was originally supposed to take place in Landover, Maryland. Okay. Had it stayed in Landover, Maryland, which should have been the DC metro area. Oh my um, god. Can do you, you want to take do you all do you want to take take a guess? What it would have been okay, so probably if it was in Landover, Maryland, it would have well no, if it was in Landover, Maryland 92, then where the hell was it at? RFK? Because that's in DC. Well, no, they moved it from Land over to Wembley. Okay. Why? So if it well, it's a long story for another day. But okay. um do you want to take a guess as to who the opponent would have been? In Landover, Maryland. No, I have no clue. Now think about this. Bret Hart's still kind of I mean, he's a I mean, he's a baby face. I mean, it's safe to say. I mean, he's not yes, focused. Yes. I mean, he's not focused. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um so any real heels right now we have in the WWF, um, any that are really just fast tracking themselves up the card, um, any that are sexy. Um, oh, don't don't you even! <laughs> it was supposed to be Sean. It was supposed to be Sean. Wow, what would have that happened? Cha- that changes everything, actually. Yeah. That changes yes. everything. And I don't want to submarine this damn show before we even start it, but boy, does that change everything. So this was originally supposed to be Sean and Brett um, because Sean is being fast-tracked up the card as this arrogant villain. So had it taken place in Landover, Maryland, the D.C. metro area, as it was supposed to, um, Bret Hart would have lost the IC title to Shawn Michaels in um in what would have been a ladder match. Um wow. yeah why and and no you're incredibly right. It, it's it it would have changed everything. Yeah that changes everything. Because you you can't do Brett and Sean at at Wembley. It 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 has to be Davy Boy. Yeah, it does. It does. It it has to be. It couldn't be anybody else. Um, and to pivot, and I literally mean pivot. Um, it just goes to show you that what that did to the main event scene, really, because I know we're talking about Warrior Savage. Um. Savage is your WWF champion right now. 
you know, he just won it at WrestleMania 8. And he's going to hold it. Right up until here at SummerSlam. We're going to cover that match here in a little bit. But... Think, this, think, uh, it's it's it, it changes this entire card it changes it changes everything and you gotta think too you do think of think of wrestlemania 8 right in this SummerSlam 92 and you go to SummerSlam. i mean and you, 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 go, you go from SummerSlam 92 to wrestlemania 10 so two years and this company is completely different mm-hmm as in the way it's, you know, it's here is still 90s and fun and all the colors, which I love, but it's completely different. So, yeah, man, that 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 changes a lot. Because we haven't covered WrestleMania 9 yet. Wait, no. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Because yeah. then you're looking at WrestleMania 9 where, you know, Brett's your WWF champion at the time. So who would who would have known? where the stock would have been with a loss to HBK because we honestly don't know. And this was Sean wasn't no Sean opens this against fucking Tatanka. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, cause that's cause that's what we need. Fucking Tatanka, you know, and between 92 and 93. So you have Hogan, who comes back? He does his Hogan thing. Um, yeah, Luger and Perfect here, Razor Ramon and Bob Bob Backlund, but then you have Tatanka and Shawn Michaels. Like, why? You don't know why? Because Shawn's the IC champion. Yeah, well, he gets his belt either way, I guess. But you know what? We're going to dive right into this. We're going to get cooking here with some SummerSlam 92. Uh, So we do have um, our opening contest here. Uh, Before we get there, um, we get Vince and Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, host for the show. Um, Heenan puts a crown on. And then Vince declares Henry VIII would be rolling over in his grave if he saw that. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Um, and then Vince asks, uh, whose corner um, he'll he'll be, uh, that Mr. Perfect will be in tonight? And then he just responds, <laughs> we're already out to a great start. Yeah, uh, he and his attire too. This red sequin blazer with the matching red shirt, gold, uh, uh, gold, um, bracelets and rings. I mean, he's just a million fucking dollars. It's perfect. So then we go to guys. Sorry, it's that it's we're in that what a maneuver Vince too. By the way, oh yeah, this is uh, prime time. Vince on commentary. I think. Yeah. Uh, you can go back and listen to our other two reviews that were before this the Rumble 92 and Mania 8. We say the same thing. Vince in 92 is pretty damn good. Yeah. And this place is electric. Oh, it's. If there was a, if there was a camera that could be shaken, it would have been. 
the sheer just the size of this thing um and again this is why anybody that knows me my my inner circle my wrestling nerd friends my everybody um this is why everybody this is why for me like i like wrestlemania but wrestlemania doesn't have the cachet that it does for everybody else and it should but for whatever reason ever since i was a damn kid SummerSlam just always was it for me SummerSlam was my wrestlemania and this has that feel you look at them walking out here in this crowd and the long walk and man jimmy hart's if you you're my age you remember this whole outfit like you remember the jacket you remember the money on it like i mean it's just it's just this SummerSlam 92 show it's not that it's necessarily a masterpiece from you know a technical wrestling you know thing but i mean it's just a classic card or show but continue sorry god i'm gushing here for no reason no you're good this is this is all good stuff but um, we do get this opening contest, and it is Money Inc. That would be um, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Mr. IRS himself, Erwin R. Scheister, also known as Bray Wyatt Sr. Um, they are with Jimmy Hart here, taking on the Legion of Doom. This is Animal Hawk, whose gums are swimming in 12 ounces of friggin' rye whiskey, and Paul Ellering. Oh, d- how can d- I forget? Uh, you know, who who else do they have with him, Jeff? Um, you tell me. He's he's riding on the front. He's strapped to the front of the. He's strapped to the front of the motorcycle. Uh, like he's fucking strapped for his life. It's Rocco. 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 It just I. I why is this a thing? Um, I would assume. Um, well, it shouldn't be. It's a, it's crazy. Um, you look at all these people. You you look at all. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You look at the Legion of Doom. Paul Ederling. They're riding on fucking motorcycles, and there's a ventriloquist dummy strapped to him with Paul Ederling's hand up his ass, and he's talking to him like, "You guys are going to get it." And he looks like a mini Elvis. He's got leather fucking jacket and this, that, and the other. Like it's the weirdest deal. I can only tell you that Vince thought, uh, "I, I, I know what we'll do, pal. We'll, we'll sell Rocco dolls." Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which in this time he probably wasn't wrong for thinking that. To be fair to him, because they sold fucking everything else. That's another thing when you talk about this show. Look at this show. You got foam fingers. You got hats. You got shirts. You got wrestling buddies which i still have i mean the merch is off the fucking rails like it's just you know what a time to be alive vince can say whatever you can say whatever you want about vince mcmahon if you're talking about capitalizing on just about everything there is in the fucking wrestling business um yeah he's great you got the foam spikes uh you know the foam spikes for the kids for the lod I, I actually need I actually need to look at that because what I wouldn't pay for a set of those actually right now is beyond me. Well, but. on the point of money, it, it, it's we we were looking at um the other night. What were we looking at? Roman Reigns' is um uh, uh, Afuala or something Afuelli. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We found some authentic ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's on its way to the house as we speak. Oh, stop! It is. I ain't lying. Yeah. 
<laughs> you, you better hope it doesn't come in. Well, well, we'll see. But yeah. Oh yeah, tribal chief. Uh, everybody put their ones up. Damn right. Sure. Storyline's okay. I mean, it's not as good as Hangman Kenny, but it's close enough, I guess. You know, it's just like a four point seven five and a five. You know, it's 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 still perfect. You know. Yeah, it's still five. That's a five. It's pretty much a five. Yeah, it's pretty much a five. Uh. So the big, the big story here, um, and we've all seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode, uh, but if we haven't, this match is kind of weighted down because of the condition of Hawk, one half of the LOD. Um, he, um. I can't fucking say what this thing is. Um, he took three Placidil. Just gonna call what it says. Um, took three Placidil, and um, he started walking towards the motorcycle. Then started wobbling towards his motorcycle, and he's gone. <laughs> he he's riding a motor vehicle. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Ooh. Under the influence. <laughs> In another country. Well I, I know I know it's 92, but you think he's got a driver? You got he's got a motorcycle permit to ride that uh motorcycle in that stadium. Really? That's where we're at. You know you know he doesn't. <laughs> you already know. Just goes to show you the long arm of Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, um, so Hawk here is heavily in intoxicated. Um, and it sucks because three out of the four workers in this match bring their wrestling boots, and the other one didn't because he's high on drugs. Yeah, but when you when you when you say that when you say you took three, you know, some type of prescription pill or yeah. uh, methamphetamine or for all we know, um, when you say that he takes three of them, he, he, he actually doesn't look too terrible in the ring. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and he's probably on autopilot. He's done this a million times, but yeah. So. The main side effects of pl- of Placidil, all right, skin rash or hives, no, dizziness or faintness, maybe, unusual excitement, nervousness, or restlessness. Oh, there you go. That's pretty fucking spot on. And he took three of them. Well, you got to think, too. I mean, he's... A freak of nature. He's what six three, six four, probably two hundred and eighty, ninety fucking pounds. You know what I'm saying? Cut from granite. So yeah, he probably needed a <laughs> he's not like us mere mortals. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, I gotta take a couple of tension headaches throughout throughout the day. Sorry, yeah. sir. Sorry, sorry there, Mr. Hawk, sir. One wasn't yeah. gonna do it, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. Uh, but that's clearly evident through the entire length of this match, and it like l- like I said, it stinks. 
because it does. It, it wasn't like you take that you take that variable out of the equation, and it's not a bad tag match. The spot, add, the spot where he comes off the top rope and misses the clothesline and goes like under the rope to the other side of the ring. That was really fucking cool. Yeah. Like that was a really good spot. So it's like, well, was that on purpose or you know who knows? You know, and don't forget, uh, don't forget where uh, Paul Ellering puts uh, uh, Rocco down on a chair, <laughs> like halfway through the match, sits him down on a chair. <laughs> you ever seen that movie Puppet Master? Oh, come on now. Uh, I look. I'm. I was sure of my answer, but I just had to check. Uh, right. Just, just so many. Uh, I think they're on. I think they've done like eight of these bitches now. But uh, I bet they have. That's what I felt like. That Rocco doll was just another, um, just another puppet to add to the collection. There, Ted DiBiase looks great in white too. God damn right he does. Ted DiBiase looks great in anything. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's a true story. Oh, sorry. I believe there's 10. Let me see. Hold on. Jesus. They just came out with one this year. <laughs> now, look. Um, I remember, um, and I got to see the, the box, because um, the first Puppet Master I watched was Curse of the Puppet Master. That was, so that would have been the sixth one. That was in '98. That's the one I remember. Um, Puppet Master. So there was one through five, obviously. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's sixteen. Oh my goodness! Like I said, once it came out this year, but it says Puppet Master, Furnace Leech Woman. This okay. Is- Chef's chef's kiss. Call it what you want, I guess. <laughs> um, there's one here. I don't know if you remember the movie Demonic Toys. No, I do not. Uh, Eddie Wood, that son of a bitch. Um, so they did that one. As I cross over, there was Puppet Master Axis of Evil. I believe this is um Nazi related. Or at least that's what um the cover of the movie would would you know, tell us. <sighs> uh, what other weird ones are there? Um, Puppet Master X Axis Rise. Oh my God! This has a swastika on it. Oh jeez, what are we doing? Introduces new puppets named Blitzkrieg, Bombshell, Kamikaze, and Wehrmacht. Are they German? You're damn right they are. The Germans. The Germans. Um I um okay, I'll get off of this, but um who was <laughs> uh <laughs> damn it. every time. Um out of the original puppets from the from the puppet master, which one was your favorite? Um, what was the what was the one that had like the strawy hair? Oh, um, no, not the jester. I don't think it was. T- 
Honolulu. Sorry. I got... Oh, uh, Blade. He he kind of looked like um, God, um, Phantasm a little bit, but just with a black yeah. hat. Okay. Yeah. 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 Him, him. That, yeah. It's Blade. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was the one, and remember, remember whatever the one, remember he, uh, uh, remember he, one didn't one of them like snips. Remember someone's like Achilles. Remember that? Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's look, look, people get into captain movies. Okay, cool. People, like watching the act of like Achilles being cut. No thanks, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's definitely it's definitely the Blade one. Yeah. Um. I don't know why, but I but I actually like six shooter. Um, hey, you like who you like? No, well, I mean, look, this isn't. Don't get it twisted. This is not a hacksaw Jim Duggan thing here. Okay, like, <laughs> okay, what we're not going to do <laughs> is we're just not doing this. Just punt. Just, just give up on this. No, but he had um obviously I mean he had six he had six arms and six guns, which I thought was really cool. And he looked like a Wild West bad bad guy and he always yeah, he had did. like this little like snicker with him and it's mm-hmm. it's fucking great. Bandana, butt chin, the whole nine. Goddamn right. Yes. Um oh, this is a figurine. What's this going for? It's a fucking hundred dollars. Never mind. Travis. <laughs> uh see if you know these uh big figuring pe- uh, people. Travis. Yeah. Um, but we get to Axis Termination, Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. Don't know what that's about. That was in 2018. Wow. Um, that Axis of Evil, which is the first one in this. Like Nazi time time timeline. That was 2010. So now we're eight years into this. Well, that's when of... it said when you said Reich. I was like, oh, what are yeah. we doing here? Um, and then it jumps to 2020, uh, Blade the Iron Cross, Puppet Master, Dr. Death, and then Furnace Leech Woman, of course. Um so look, the... it's weird shit like this where Everybody listening to this episode right now is either like super in, intrigued about listening to Puppet Master and they're like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, or um, you're listening and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but away from Rocco, away from Puppet Master. We are talking LOD um versus Money Inc. And we we've already touched on it a lot, but just to put a nice little bow on it, um, had this not have been Hawk, or had it been a sober hawk, this match would have been much better, but um you you could kind of get the feeling that something was wrong throughout this match, and it makes sense now. Because he's blitzed out of his mind. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so talking about what happened after this, because obviously you can't really 
do that and really have a future, you would think. Um, so Hawk would leave. And Crush, very, very surprisingly, um, was replacing him on house shows. So it was Animal and Crush for a while. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's close enough for a like, for a like, kind, kind of, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes Grandma Hall happy, so. Uh, there you go. That's all that matters. Um, they beat teams like the Beverly Brothers, um, Cato and Skinner. Uh, um, Skinner. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so this is all in Europe. They were doing this big year, this big European tour. Um, but when they got back to America, they didn't team. Um, Hawk stayed in Europe, and Animal came back. He had a, he had a back injury, um, and he and he left. So they would go to New Japan for a few years. Uh, they well, they very briefly went to WCW in '96 before going back to the WWF. Um, when they were in WCW for that very brief period in time at the beginning of '96, um, they had a feud with the Steiners and Harlem Heat and Sting and Lex Luger. Um, they were immediately put into the title scene, they never won them. Um, and they were there for about six months, and then they left because of a contract dispute with, with, with Easy E, Eric Bischoff. Easy. Um, and then, so they left, and then came back to the WWF, and it's really downhill from there, honestly, because it's in. I mean, if you watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode, you know what happens from here. They were never the same when they came back. Even when they were repackaged as LOD 2000, they got sunny. Just was never the same. Nope. It's a damn God, game. LOD 2000. Oh, mercy. Yeah. We're going to have to cover... God damn it. Is it WrestleMania 2000? When they come out... And they've got Sonny with them, and they've got the biker helmets. Is that 15 or 16? 15? Okay. Oh. Uh, I think. I want to say we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. Um, Ric Flair unhappy uh, because he's... N- because he's not getting his rematch for the WWF title. Um, is that because he should be in the ring in the bright lights of London, England? Uh, well. And then Mean Gene a- asking the really tough-hitting questions here, the hard-hitting questions, um, wants to know where his crony, M- Mr. Perfect, is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Flair is like, oh, yeah, he's in you know the dressing room. 
Mean Gene says, whose dressing room? Blair goes, the dressing room with the winner. Woo! <laughs> It's so it's so weird when you go back and watch these shows and you see like like the NWA the traveling NWA champion Rick Flair is wrestling uh, getting in a dust up with the Ultimate Warrior like ugh yuck (laughs) fuck fuck the Ultimate Warrior well we're on to our next match um. I don't want to do this. It's Nails versus Virgil. Okay. Um, and so this match, um, Virgil wants to fight Nails because Nails took out the big boss man. Um this, <laughs> um, this is so weird because again, if you like I always say, you came from a spaceship, you came out of this planet. And you're looking at Virgil like run out because he looks great. You're looking at Virgil run out and people cheering and like yeah. just the camera, the camera angle. You're like, man, this guy's a million dollars. Like this guy is, he's a he's a top guy. Mm-hmm. He isn't. He is not. And this match was just, hey, good for both of these guys getting a payday. But how in the hell this match made it to SummerSlam? I have no idea. That's exactly what I'm saying here in the fact that we're looking at this and um, not only does Virgil come out and he's a million bucks, you know, um, Nails gets the jobber entrance, you know, but it's choke, 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 Virgil has a drop kick, Um, Heenan pulling out a one-liner, um, Virgil hits that drop, that drop kick, and then he goes, he he's tough as nails. Yeah, that's great. And then I mean, he was cho- great. He was great this whole night too. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And choking, and choking, and choking. Um, go outside for a second. Go come back in, and choking, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. This is a match. Uh, barely. But I mean, you're right. Is it is it a match? Like, there's it, also one I have that question for later, but we'll get there. Um, at least it. Well, to me, uh, I know you're the time police, but like, it didn't seem like it went on that long. Yeah, this is the longest three and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> It was awful. It well, was. Backstage, it, though, it was terrible. I don't want to fucking do that anymore. Lord Alfred Hayes trying to get into Randy Savage's dressing room. He can't get in, but he thinks that Mr. Perfect is in there. Um, <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes is the best. <laughs> like, younger guy, like, younger wrestling fans won't understand it, but. There's just something about his presence that just intense that just enhances whatever's going on. He, well, he also is is English or British, so anytime he says something, like as Americans, we listen to British people and we always assume that they're smarter and they know what they're talking about, and it, it makes no sense. But it's just because of the accent; they just sound 
astute or scholarly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, Lord Alfred Hayes, more, 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 Lord Alfred Hayes, please and thank you. Um, I'll talk to the powers that be. See if we can get some more Lord Alfred Hayes on the show. But we pivot from Nat um, to Sensational Sherry. She does not like the idea of HBK and Rick Martell fighting. Um, regardless of what's happening. Smoke show, um, by the way. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is um and correct me if I'm wrong. This is the no hitting in the face match uh between yeah. Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels. Um don't hit them in the face. However, um first of all, Rick Rick Martell like like you said, million million bucks. Million. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in yeah, looks he's wearing, amazing. He's wearing tennis clothes because that's what models do. Yeah. Yep. To a tennis racket. Many times in James E. Cornette. Yeah. <sighs> he was missing his perfumer though. Yeah. Um. What did you think of this one? I'm really interested. So. Damn it. We'll have another match just like this later, and I and I'll, I'll get into that one. Um. So where I say this is too many shenanigans. You know, like this is too much shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, which doesn't necessarily make it right or doesn't necessarily make it palatable or, you know, whatever, but, you know, a bunch of shenanigans. Now, if people don't like it, I can completely understand. I mean, you got Cherry fainting in air quotes, you know. Because she doesn't want to see her. Well, I guess they're not her two boys, but you know, two of these guys getting punched in the face, and she's getting hauled to the back, and she's working, and now the match is off. Um, by the way, her ass is out too. Just throw that out there. Um, you you could never wear this now as a as a as a manager or a valet. Just never. But. Hmm. Yeah, uh, again, it's shenanigans. If you don't like it, I completely understand. It's not their best work, but what do you think, God? Um, about the same. Um, I thought with the match stipulation, they did the best that they could. Uh-huh. Um, I do like the fact that they were teasing it over and over. Like, look, it's not like um some matches you'll see where it's like, oh, well, don't use your finisher. You know, if you if you use and this is what they did with Undertaker and CM Punk in the late 2000s. Oh, if you uh, use um the Hell's Gate on Undertaker, you'll lose. Um, This is a very different match because it's not like that where where you hit your finisher. What? Once, twice. Um, if you're an AW nine times in a match. Mm-hmm. But. You know, back in the day when we could sell appropriately, it's like one or it's like one, maybe two finishers. 
a right hand is something that you actively give like it's either that or knife edge chops okay so for this um i thought they did a great job with the match stipulation um at the end they start slapping each other each other in the face um sherry faints um double count out not a fan of the finish no, but, neither am I. Um, it was interesting. I'll say that. Yes, yes, very. That's about all I can get there on that one. Because the wrestling was fine. It was just overbooked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, af- after the match, uh, Sherry faints again. HBK carries her away. Um, just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, whatever. <sighs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so we move on to everybody's most anticipated match of the night. I know you are. It's the Beverly Brothers. That would be uh, Bo <laughs> Beverly and Blake Beverly. They are with the genius Leaping Lanny Poffo. Leaping Lanny. Um, and they are taking on the uh, they're challenging as well for the tag team championships. It is the natural disaster that is earthquake and typhoon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, somebody call the police, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh I think I might be with you on this one. Wee woo, wee woo. Yeah. Listen, uh, this motherfucker goes ten and a half minutes, and I tell you what, cut it in half. Get these fuckers in and out. There's no reason a Beverly Brothers natural disasters match of any kind should be going ten and a half minutes. That's uh-uh. insane. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct. Um, this is just a match, you know. No one did anything wrong. It's your typical W nineties WWF tag team match. Then you got two big guys, and the sad thing is, is the two big guys are the better are the better workers in the Beverly's. Um, John Tenta could actually work. Like, look at the, a lot of his stuff in Japan. He's really good. Um, but yeah, I mean this 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 is just a run of the mill tag team match. Except it's worse because it. This should have never gone to, and I think I keep hammering it home because it's not believable. And we live in a world right now here, in 1992, where kayfabe is still extremely well alive, kicking, no problems at all, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, we have the Beverly Brothers in a ten and a half minute match on pay per view. Are you out of your fucking mind, people? Come <laughs> on. Like, I mean, all the disrespect to the Beverly Brothers, but come on now, you're asking, you're asking Earthquake and Typhoon to carry this match. It's not gonna happen. Uh, pretty much. Nor should it ever happen. Pretty much. 
Well, that was easy. Um, um, there, this this package is the oh the bushwhackers. God damn it! I can't do this. So so different than seeing them last week as the sheep herders. Um, or I guess we're going back in time that we haven't done yet. So, <laughs> sorry, we're breaking no, the fourth wall. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, we we very recently watched um, Clash number two, Miami Mayhem. Uh, we're gonna re-record it next month, but yes. We saw them in 80, what was it, 89, 88? Yeah, something like that. 88, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Crazy. Um, But they said they don't know anything about a dentist selling them a London bridge, but they're going to eat a meal at Buckingham Palace. Um, also, too, between that, you have Lord Alfred Hayes again. This Ultimate Warrior sign on the door it just looks like they cut it out of... Like they literally just did it with crayon, like so bad. <laughs> I mean, the production of the show is great, and everything else is, but yeah. Um, but you know what? Let's get to the next match. We're just rolling along here. Um, Crush versus Repo Man. Oh, Repo Man, very dark. Or so. <laughs> Fucking Mary Darso. Oh, you mean the blacktop bully? Um Czar Mongo Smash Crusher Darso. Crusher, Crusher Darso, yeah. Dev, yeah, been a Russian. Mr. Holland One. Oh my god, I forgot about that one. Yeah. As the look, every time I go through that. You always I say Mr. Holland One, you're like, oh man, I forgot about that. I always forget about that one. <laughs> but then Fucking you know WCW. It pops right back in my head. Um good old Mr. Holland. Man, man, I can't tell you how much my grandma loved Conan Crush. God, she loved Crush. She did. Uh maybe he was easy on the eyes for her. I don't know if it was the world's best mullet, but um yeah. Which is crazy too, because you know a little bit later, both these guys would be in demolition, wouldn't they? Uh yeah. Crush a little bit later, but oh, yeah, you know, after Axe and Smash. Do, 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 do. Here comes the Axe, and here comes the Smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think hey, if the if LOD wants to leave, well, we'll just create our own Legion of Doom, and. You know, ten times out of ten, I'd have told you that's a terrible idea, but yep. it actually worked. They were the longest reigning tag champs for twenty five years, at yeah. least. Yeah, and it's not that they were—I mean, they weren't LOD, but they just filled that void, and they were believable, and they were good, and it, it just worked. Yeah. They didn't need to be LOD; they just needed to be something that the fans would buy into. Yeah. yeah and that's I what agree. that was. Yep. Um, <laughs> This match sucks. Mm-hmm. Fuck Barry Darso. Um, also, no, fuck Crush. No, sorry. No, I'm no, sorry no. that Grandma Hall. 
uh, um, yeah, no, 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 fuck Darso, fuck Crush, <laughs> fuck both of them. Okay, Mister Holen One can shove it up up his one hole. Okay, we can move on because look, both these guys in tag teams probably solid, but not here in singles action. Sorry, folks. When you have a two match card and you have no substance substance behind it, it's gonna suffer a little bit. This is one of those matches. Yep. So um we get a package for Savage Warrior. Um Randy Savage then goes, I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion, and you're not. Really good. Uh, no, no lies were told there. No lies were told whatsoever. Um, Flair and Perfect are together now. Um, both not happy that Flair isn't in the title match. Um, but we get to the match anyway. Um, it is the WWF Championship match. It is Randy Savage taking on the Ultimate Warrior. Um, if oh, I can boy. go back for a second to when they're talking, when they're showing the package, it's the warrior in the singlet that's airbrushed to look like his skin. It even has nipples. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the As Ultimate Warrior. Every singlet needs nipples. There, Rob Van Dam. I didn't see his match yesterday, but I saw him. I saw like aftermath, and damn, he's in really still in damn good shape, though. Oh he's yeah, he's got to be was he fifty? I think fifty two. I seen. He's got to be up there. Yeah, he looks good though. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, if we had to pick two mat two matches of the night, it would be the main event and this one. However. Edge goes to Bulldog and Brett. This match is good. What did you think? Um, I hated this match. What? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it again. Uh, maybe hate's a strong word. I just didn't like all the tomfoolery. Like, didn't need it. Yeah. Or you can do, like, it reminded me of AEW. You can do it, but sometimes you just need A and B. You don't need, some, sometimes people will do A, B, C, and D, and then we'll try A again. Well, if that's the case, you should just do A from the get go and left everything else alone. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where we are for here. You could have had one chair shot at the end to do the job, and that would have been that. You didn't need brass knucks. You didn't need this. You didn't need that. And I got it. I got it. I got it. It's early nineties, you know. But uh, I just, I don't know. You made Macho Man look like shit, and that's where I was like, uh... so let let me ask you this. And it felt Sorry, like it went on forever. It did. This is it's almost a half hour match. Yeah. If if the original plan went through, would you have been okay with it? That would have been for the Ultimate Warrior to turn 
and be bad guy. Yeah, I've been fine with that. Because because at the end of this match, you have after all of this, you have the Ultimate Warrior helping out Randy Savage, like holding the belt up in the air. Like, uh and I got it. WWF at this time is a face company, not a heel company like JCP or just Southern Wrestling in general. I got it, but uh, I don't know. Not a fan. It looked great, though. All the colors and everything. The fans are into it. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought it was serviceable enough. I thought this is a good match. Um, again, we woo, we woo. The length police. Um, wait a second. Nope, not the length police. Time police. Um, there you go. The time police. Sorry, all you men for the length police. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is another match. It does not need to go fucking 26 minutes. Oh, no, it doesn't. God. So many rest holds. So many. Just so, so many. many. So many. Um <laughs> all that 28 minutes of nonsense and it's a disqualification. Which is dog shit. Um Yep. Flair. Hits Randy Savage with the knee, or in the knee with a chair, gets disqualified. So then post match, um, they stay attacking Randy Savage's knee. Uh, the knee injury would end up costing him the championship because Ric Flair won it just days later. Um, but they do already have a plan cooking because coming out of this. They leave each other, and they have a plan B, which is always great. Yeah. Also great is we go right from that match into this next match. Undertaker Kamala. Uh, is it a match? No. This fucking match sucks. And look. Or in 1992. Kamala's great. Is he worth a damn in 1992? Um, yes, but to be wrestling The Undertaker, no. You're not because you're, you're sticking a guy with a Kamala that needs to be with like Hogan or a face or, you know what I'm saying, and you're sticking him with with Undertaker who walks around the ring because he's dead. Ooh, ah. <laughs> so it just doesn't work. No, uh, it doesn't work at all. Um his his entrance was longer than the damn match. Mm-hmm. It always has been, but um is what it is. Nothing. <sighs> After the match, Kamala splashes Undertaker a bunch, but he just sits up. Whatever. I'm I this match pissed me off because I understand what its point is. You just had Ultimate Warrior Savage. Good match. You're about to have your main event. Great, great match. This is your piss break match. This is your this is your come down a level match. So I get it, but it's just not good. It's bad. 
It's not even entertaining. It's bad. I agree. Uh, yeah. So it's main event time. British Bulldog ready to fight for the championship, although he is worried about what this whole ordeal has done to his family. And he hopes that the families will reunite after the match. Um, but obviously there's no pressure. Um, Brett says he knows how to wrestle under pressure and wants Bulldog to look him in the face and say he doesn't know him. Mm. You heard the man? Yeah. Um, We get the Balboa Highlanders. That would, uh, that would be performing Scotland the Brave. Awesome. Then we get Roddy Piper to make a surprise cameo. That's awesome. Well, n- n- nothing like Roddy Piper singing bagpipe in Scotland the Brave in England. Because those two things are... <laughs> I guess Vince said, hey, while well, I'm in Europe, I might, as well get, I might as well get everybody, right? I guess so. Well, Jeffrey, it's main event time. It's main event time. This is the match. This is the worth the price of the, the whole damn pay-per-view for this one match. Yep. It, we get in my opinion. We get Bret Hart defending his IC title against Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Uh Jeff, I think we both have the same idea here. One, two, three. Match of, match the, of night. the night. Yes. Yeah. By Country this, Mile. Look, it's not even close. Um, what do you think Meltzer gave this? Um, I, I don't give a fuck and fuck Dave Meltzer. Um, uh, four and a half out of five. Of course. Hey, but that's, um, hey, but that's just, that's just a five. Okay. This is again, I get that everybody's favorite wrestlers nowadays don't like Bret Hart. And it's in vogue to not like Bret Hart, but I'm hoping I, I'm hoping that I'll be alive on this earth long enough to where um the AEW style and the modern style wrestling um gets back to more of you know this style of wrestling because where i'm sitting at now is that i've been saying this for a long time through the years is that uh, i'm going to make the brett and sean comparison but sean michaels is great i'm not arguing that yeah um he's super talented in the ring and him and brett hart put on bangers um because they just have good even though they hate each other's guts they have great chemistry. But with that being said, I've been saying this for years that if you go back and you look a lot of this stuff, look at a lot of these matches, Bret Hart stuff tends to hold up more than Shawn Michaels. And that's not saying Shawn Michaels can't wrestle. He's a stud. But man, this Bret Hart, man, there just isn't any wasted movement. Everything looks real. His selling looks great. No one hits the turnbuckle like Bret Hart. His... his it, look at his punch. Look at his right hand. His punch is way better than Shawn Michaels. His right hand is just money. And 
you watch him in this and in, in high, you know, knowing what you know now, right? Kai, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bulldogs kind of feeling no pain too. I don't know if he's on the same thing Hawks on, but he's feeling pretty good during this match and then gets in the ring and right. Forgets the whole deal. Right. If memory serves me correct. Uh, yes. Moments before the match, he forgot everything that was supposed to happen. Yep. Now again, he's still a professional. He's going to be able to get in the ring and do his thing. And he, he, he did well here, but Bret Hart is the captain now. And he's, He's uh, flying, or he's piloting this boat, this ship, this whatever you want. And um, this match is great. Bret Hart, the finish, the finish is great. Everything is great. Before they talk to Diane, um, uh, Hart, Bret Hart's sister, um, British Bulldog's wife, uh, real stuff sells. It's just great. She's a complete smoke show as well. But yeah, yeah, I, I I just can't say enough um, about this match. Uh, what say you, Cod? Um, this is a damn near five star match. It really is. And yes, Davy Boy. Um, leading up to this, um, <laughs> um. Bold the Bulldog had been uh partying a lot with uh Jim the Anvil. And so the day before the match, Brett confronts him and he Davy Boy Smith admits that he had been with um Jim the Anvil for weeks and that they were getting drunk and smoking crack. <laughs> Uh, that'll do it. That will do it. Um, so British Bulldog is now nervous because of his conditioning and his stamina because of the partying. Um, but Brett was like, Hey, we'll help you through the match. You'll be fine. A minute into this match, Davy Boy Smith looks at Brett, and this is a quote from Brett I'm I'm fucked. I can't remember any of the spots. <laughs> well, he did a good job. He was on autopilot because we couldn't tell, you know, not until all this stuff came out. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, let me let me talk. Talk to you. Um. I watched this match twice. Uh, look at you. Um. So I went back through, and you can see Brett talking throughout the match. Um, obviously, I mean, you got to carry Davey Boy's yeah. 265 yeah. pound dead, dead body around the ring for 23, yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. And then you got to do the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Which, which, which was the right call here, but, you know, it doesn't help ease the pain when. Yeah, this guy's fucked. <laughs> He's fucked. Um, but this is one that you need to watch for you for yourself. I know we say that a lot, but if it's a real true classic that we think needs to be what's the right word. I don't want to say memorialized, but almost because of the venue and it being a big four, I feel like we're kind of almost there. 
You know, I I know it's tough, but yeah, ugh, it's damn, yeah. it's it's really freaking good. Yeah, and some of the some of the spots where they kind of mess up, like there's one where Davy Boyd throws him to the ropes and puts him up in overhand press, and he kind of loses him a little bit, and Bret Hart like catches the rope. Like it looks terrible, but it also looks. It just looks like two guys competing. So, uh, such a good match. Such a good match. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Davy Boy hooks Brett's legs, um, turns a sunset flip attempt into a pin, uh, gets the one, two, three. Davy Boy's new IC champ. Yeah. Roof blows off the place. Yes. Very Canadian stampedish, if I may yep. say so. But it's great. Uh he has the belt. Brett's looking upset. Brett's still showing the disrespect. Uh Bulldog offers a hand. He doesn't take it. He just leaves. And I think this is the one where, and I can't, I can't remember because I didn't write it down on my notes. Um, but they have, they have, they have Dana crying here. And yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a different show. But they have Diana crying here, and then Brett has a change, change of heart, and then shakes Davy's hand. They embrace, and even bigger pop. Fireworks, whole nine yards. Finn says good good night. End of show. And let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a better show than all in. What say you, Jeff? Oh, I don't know because I won't be watching it, but oh fuck you, you're watching it. I will take your word, Hadithan. A hundred percent. That's the worst. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna say it is that and I'll circle back to your Brett Sean comparison here for a quick second. The two styles are different, but I I've always leaned toward the more technical aspect of professional wrestling, being able to hold up in current day more than the old flippy stuff. Yeah. And, and again, don't get me wrong. Like by no means is Shawn Michaels like flippy, like fucking now, like no Shawn Michaels is actually, listen, I'll give Shawn Michaels the credit where credit is due. He's doing stuff for the first time. He's trying this. He's trying that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Shawn's cutting his teeth and finding his way. He's being himself. Mm -hmm. But again, you go back and you start looking some of this, like you said, tech, technical on some of this stuff. I mean, Brett is just the footwork, the punches, the drop toe holds, the turnbuckle cells, the backdrops. I mean, just the nuts and bolts, the, just the, the wrestling one-on-one stuff. Like, man, the ba the concrete basics of wrestling. It's great. Yeah. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better. Um, but outside, honestly, of Bulldog Heart and Warrior Savage, I, 
Uh, the tag match at the beginning was okay. Uh, Rick Rick Martell HBK was okay. Nothing better than okay. This is really a two match card. Yes. Yeah. Well, that does close this episode of the Retro Review. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Jeff M Hall one. Gotta love it. You can find the pod on Twitter, TikTok, and all socials at WPPod1. You can listen to the pod on all streaming platforms, including Apple and Spotify. All direct links can be found on our website at linktree.com slash WPPod1. And if you enjoy our content and you would like to support the show, you can head on over to our Buy Me a Coffee page at WPPod1 where you can support the pod for as little as a dollar. Can I submarine real quick? Yes. Um, so obviously when these podcasts go on, um, I tend to have the show on, you know, just because, you know, nuance and, you know, you can have your eyes on it. So, you know, I'm coming to the end of the show here, you know, as Cod's talking and we're on Peacock and it says, you know, SummerSlam 92, would you like to watch SummerSlam 93? And it just kind of starts playing SummerSlam 93. And boy, guess what starts rolling up? The old X Express. (laughs) 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 Boy, boy, did he have a boy? boy, Did he have a year? I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but we'll have to. Um, but we'll put that on the back burner. We'll start cooking this one for next week, where we welcome our near and dear friend, Mister Travis Lasseter, back to the podcast. T. Lass. Oh yeah. And we are covering WCW. Um, I think I briefly talked about it when we had him on last, but we're covering Hog Wild. Um, the um the inaugural event from 1996. This is from Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. The tagline is Ain't no easy riders here. <laughs> Is that right? I guess so. Um, But that'll be for next week. As always, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Wrestling Purist Podcast. And thank you for giving us a listen as we gave a pure take on professional wrestling. 